You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Our Outdoor Adventure summits the airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm playing with you for about the next 40 minutes or so. Across from me here in Banyan One is the best co-host in all the land, Todd to the top. Todders, how are you? I'm doing good. How come it feels like we just did this? Because we do it every week. Yeah, but it... <laughs> it's... But we're early today. But more than that. It's a Maybe Wednesday. It's, it's just one additional day one earlier. One additional day, so it came a lot faster this time. It just means that we keep our weeks very busy as well. Yes, just. yes we do. We are hanging out inside Banyan 1, inside the Monarch Building, inside the heart of the Nine Rails Arts District. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, this week we do have, oh man, I'm going to have to make up a weekly, a weekly happy, Todd, and I th- really think you're going to enjoy it. We have a guest with us. We're going to talk a little snow foam. With Reba on the docket, lots of stuff going on at the uh, resorts. And then we have some in the news, a snow report, Pow Mau Road Construction, Ski Theft Prison Time, Millennials Ski Less, Man Survives a Week in a Snow Cave in Alaska, Weeks in Snow Cave. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think. a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. Uh, Ecuador selling off their rainforest to the highest bidder. Uh, what's older, the ski or the wheel? Uh, ski mold gold. And train like a 100-year-old, or train like a centurion, we'll, we'll show you how. We'll give you something worth listening, also something worth watching. And I did find a nice worth reading today as well. A Gear 30 segment, including the field notes, you know, the little field notes notepads? Yeah. Yeah. They have a new edition coming out, which is pretty cool. Quote of the week, Outdoor Jukebox. All of this and more on the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode uh, 349. Snow foam. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Reba, do you think, do you know what the more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal even refers to? No, I don't. Okay. I think maybe the reference is probably past. A Brokeback Mountain reference? Brokeback Mountain reference. Oh. Jake that, Gyllenhaal. Okay. Man was intimate, intimate in the mountains. In the you... Todd's more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. And I... he was very intimate in the mountains. Yes, he was. But uh, that was 10 years ago. And so maybe maybe every once in a while we got to remind people why that reference is in there. I think weird science is older. (laughs) Oh, much older. Yeah. 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 Much older. Weird Uh, science was 85, 86. uh, Something like something. It's 80 old is what that is. Uh, This week's weekly happy. You'll be happy to know, Todd. I couldn't find one. So you know what that means? I have no idea. A video of your kids. Dad joke time. Oh, (gasps) Dad, Dad joke time. You, you better silence my microphone. <laughs> you, the groan okay. will be gone. Student loans got me through college. Don't think I can ever repair you. Repay you. Repay you. Screw up the punchline. Student loans, you got me through college. I don't think I can ever repay you. That's pretty good, though. Dad joke. Yeah. yeah. 
That's it's a real, sad, though. That's it's a, kind of a sad dad joke. Is that bad? Mm, okay. It's a little bit of a sad dad Okay. Uh, uh, student loans hit a little hard. That one. Some of it, us. Well, yeah. okay. That's a little too close to the. Yeah. <laughs> too close to the <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. Yeah. It's not so funny but uh, as it is a reminder. Okay. I was home. I watched uh, my wife trip and fall carrying a bunch of clothes as she ironed. I watched it all unfold. See, that's a good dad joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might even get a little laugh from a child. <laughs> from a child, yeah. Okay. This dad joke thread I follow can um, can get a little dark sometimes, so that's probably why I enjoy it. <laughs> I love that it is a group. What's the name of the group? Uh, it's just dad jokes on Facebook. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, which I thoroughly enjoy. Reba yeah. is here with us uh, with Ofoam. What are we drinking here? This is a view car. A view car? A view car. I don't know. A if you're car? French, I'm oh, sure I'm, I'm sorry, butchering the, the language, but a view car? I got to put the I thing like the on it. it. Yeah, view, it's view a New Orleans uh, staple. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's really good. Like if you go into any bar in New Orleans. Like a nice bar. Or a nice bar. Yeah. Any like a, bar, I this think. This is like a legit drink, though. Probably yes. any This bar. thing is yeah. fully loaded. <laughs> this is not a morning beverage. This, this is... This ain't your wa- this ain't your champagne and OJ. This is day drinking in the Banyan Collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as we shall. Yeah. So uh, coming up Friday night. Friday night is snowfall. Now, what's with the spelling? Because I'm spelling it correctly. Lowercase s, lowercase n, big O, and then foam is the acronym for Friends of Acoustic Music. O foam is the yeah Ogden yeah. Friends of Got Acoustic Music. So okay. we wanted to put the snow in there. Um, we started Snow Foam four years ago, really as a way to give Ogden some entertainment when we had this departure of Sundance. Mm. Uh, Sundance was um, it, showing so that films. So didn't feel like it was that long ago, but I guess it was. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And so we wanted to bring some entertainment to, to downtown Ogden in the winter and also just um, connect with our, you know, our Ogden Music Festivarians in the winter um, to remind them we're here and, and yeah. to get them excited about the festival. and. So you're bringing in town here Amy Helm, mm-hmm. be right here inside the Monarch Building. Uh, wow, does she have uh, an interesting uh, lineage yes. going on. Her, her pops and family and the whole... Her dad, her mom, her stepdad. Uh, yeah, she's she comes from a long line of very talented musicians. And uh, she could still she could stand on her own. In other words, she, oh. yeah, her voice is unbelievable. And so, if she didn't have that lineage, someone would have found her. I think. Like, True, and she she produced her dad's uh, Grammy winning record, um, one of his two last Grammy winning records, um, and I think that really, I, I don't think she's gotten enough credit for the work she's done there as a producer i mean she's she's multi-talented i don't know his name he's from the band levon helm yeah yeah and if if you want to watch something fun uh the last waltz is especially if you're an amazon prime person um it's on amazon prime right now and man it's amazing uh martin scorsese took all this footage from the band um the band the band yeah and and the last waltz was a, a show they put on with a bunch of amazing artists and yeah or if you want to see levon he is also has a small i say a small part he's got a part in the the right stuff i remember oh does he really right stuff, yeah. oh. he's got this most the most amazing voice i just listened to him just read the the telephone book 
think that's how it goes. Like, <laughs> he has it, such a good voice. And it's so cool to watch him drum and sing. Like, that's oh, a hard thing. Oh, that's not thing. easy, yeah. Because you, when you're drumming, you're using your entire... I say that like I would know, but I'm watching drummers, and they look very physical, yeah. their heads moving. Uh, you know, how do you... The breath that it would take to sing seems very difficult. The breath and the the, the rhythm. I mean, you've got so much rhythm going on, but um, drummers are some of the most... Uh, talented amazing people and and Amy Helm I've seen her uh, drum and do percussion and she's she's got it down too so Todd and I we watched that uh, it's like a behind the scenes uh, it's the Ernie Ball making of the tone or something like that they're amazing uh, produced by the audience channel and we watched the one with Tom DeLonge of Blink 182 and there was a, there's a scene in there where it's their their drummer is fantastic and he he says to the drummer like you're a fantastic you're the drummer why don't you tell us how to write a song in other words like you're the best musician in the band where have you been on the songwriting process and that's when when the drummer was like oh I, mean, I, I can contribute I, yeah, I can contribute okay, <laughs> okay. Let, me, let me show you He's like, and that's what he said like we just started that was breakthrough you know because the drummer is contributing now which yeah. is a, a big deal so yeah all right so take us through how uh a snow phone because this is the fourth annual one, two, and three, where were they held? All at Piri's Egyptian Theater. Piri's Egyptian. So that's, uh, and so you're moving over to the Monarch. Yeah, and I feel really excited about it um, for a couple reasons. Um, one, I was just in here for uh, Joe McQueen's memorial, mm. and the sound of the choir and the band and everything was so great upstairs. It just sounded so good. And just the energy in this building and you all have really created that um it feels really good in here and then we ha we have a party going on before so this is the perfect apres ski mm. for your ogden yeah. outdoor lovers because they can come down at five o'clock they can there's a cash bar there's food from all of our favorite people roosters and craft burger and uh you know everybody um and a cash bar and there's a meet and greet with amy helm before the show that's awesome. right here in the monarch so yeah. it, that's all going to be downstairs and then people can go upstairs and and um yeah it'll be really fun and we're really celebrating 2019 and welcoming in 2020 it's a it feels like a really good time and we're excited to be here at the monarch if you're not familiar with amy helm i did a little bit of research and uh if you go to spotify download her albums i don't quite frankly i don't don't think they do her justice you got to go watch the live shows on youtube go watch it it, she'll blow you away. Uh, it's just the energy of, of who she plays with is is uh, unbelievable. So I feel like, uh, and she she's just one of the, the, the many artists that maybe doesn't come through on the produced album side because the live side, the live shows just look amazing. Yeah, and she I saw her open for the Wood Brothers at the State Room or Commonwealth Room last year. And you know those shows where you go and the opener kind of just steals the show? Which uh, is weird because the Wood Brothers Ogden's are amazing. Ogden's uh, was uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine opened and nobody knew who they were. Yeah, stole the so show. So you know yeah. how that is, and you're like, you you go, and and that's what happened. The energy was so great, and then and of course the Wood Brothers brought it, but we were all like, well, yeah, but who's she? Yeah, she really <laughs> brought Amy it. Helm, Amy yeah, Helm. yeah. So yeah, how do you recruit? Like, how did you get her here? That's a big deal. Well, we did talk to her that night. Um, I was at the show, and uh, we went and and just checked in with her, and she said, you know, check with my management. And do you, yeah. So when did. you're getting 
bands for the summer comp like who's in charge of that we have a talent committee and uh -huh. uh, michelle tanner and and me and um it's kind of morphed over the years um we've got sherry uh while work on it now and i can't remember who else but um we we kind of have a list of things we want to see and it's interesting um we rarely book a band that no one on the talent committee has seen live because yeah. like you said it's not about the produced music mm -hmm. we can see all kinds of video and everything but it's about the energy that somebody brings and and being in that space and feeling that and um so generally everyone we bring is someone that somebody on the talent committee has seen live and sometimes multiple times and we're ready to do you to get people submit like hey you should bring so-and-so oh yeah or, yeah lots of that yeah yeah we've experienced a little bit of um with with van sessions because it's more semi-acoustic mm -hmm. where we'll listen to a produced thing and then they'll come in and they'll get nervous you know and so the show is a little different from the produced because they're maybe not used to uh, a live acoustic because yeah. they spend so much time in studio so you got to be careful with the the artist and and try and help them out a little bit you know it's true yeah uh, Amy Helm here Friday night. Uh, what's the cost and who can I think so anything with uh, Ofoam the kids are free kids 16 and under yeah. are always free to everything we do and not just for the show but also the party. Um, we want kids to got to buy their own liquor. Well, they can't buy. Oh, that's right. That's right. We got an ID check stand. But um, no, the great thing about it is we really want to uh, connect kids to live music experience, especially with um, acoustic instruments. And we're bringing uh, students from Weber School District, Ogden School District, Da Vinci, and St. Joseph's here on Friday morning to spend some time with Amy Helm. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And then hopefully they'll all come back that night with their folks. Um, Very cool. This is she going to play for the yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 10 wow. o'clock. If you guys are here, yeah. I know you have other things. Yeah, but, we're, um, it'll just look like we're working yeah. slash lurking. Yeah, just <laughs> come on in. Doing research. Doing research, yeah, yeah. No, um, we're excited for that because um, kids, they're amazing. We, we've had these outreaches with the snow foam, and these kids ask the best questions. They do. Kids ask mm -hmm. the best questions. They, they really, really do. do. Yeah. They blew Booker T. Jones away last year because they asked one woman, one young woman got up and said, how do you do your band dynamics? Like, you know, getting loud and soft. And he's like, that is the question. That's like, that's the key. <laughs> he's to, like, I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that's yeah. the key to making good music. If you can get that down, you've got everything. And wow. Yeah. And it was just a curious kid. Yep. Wondering. I love kids' questions so much. So I do the outreach programs, the arts outreach in town. But uh, I was invited um, to go give a talk at Da Vinci this last month. And I can't remember what their program was, but interesting people in Ogden doing interesting things. And so I went and I gave three 15-minute talks to the different age brackets, right? And so the youngest ones were probably my favorite. That's like first through third-ish grade or something like that. And... Uh, and I think the teachers even warned me, um, regardless of how focused you get, like, because I talked about um, arts in the parks and I talked about uh, uh, bec becoming an art student and I talked a little bit about podcasting, some of these interesting things, right? And, uh, and the teacher says the very first question you're going to be asked, and she was 100% right, was... Uh, how many pets do you have? <laughs> uh, what's your What's yeah. your favorite animal? Yeah, awesome. Um, uh, I got a couple questions about podcasts. 
every kid, every kid uh, familiar with podcasts and oh, podcasting. This is a right? big deal. Yeah. Um, we should do that. Their parents listen to podcasts, driving them to school in the morning. Yeah. I thought I would have to explain podcasting a little bit more than yeah. I did. I mean, across the the bracket. I mean, they just yeah. they've grown. And they up, were yeah, they grew up grown with up it. with podcasts. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. exactly. Totally different conversation. Oh, that warms my heart. It kind of made me yeah. feel kind of good too. And I can't remember which age group it was. It might have been the middle, the middle group. Um, they were asking some really good questions, right? That, about how to make a podcast or kind of take it, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, these questions are really good. I should take some notes so that w- when we do interviewing, right? And uh, and this one kid, he's he gets really serious. He goes, I, he said, these have all been really good questions. Um, but I have, I have, I have a question. I have a really, I have a really important question, right, for you. And I, I'm like, all right, I can answer Let's anything. I'm like, because I want, I want to try to remind these kids. I says, I want, I need you to come up with questions, because I could have answered questions for like an hour. There were so many. Yeah, I'm like that's way more. I said, fun ask than just a question talking. that only I know the answer to. Right. Mm-hmm. I tried to be very specific. Right. And, uh, and so he sets me up, and I'm thinking we're going to go out really strong. And he goes. How long did it take you to grow that beard? <laughs> that was it. That was my big closing question yeah. at the very end. This is the most important uh, question. I love these kids. I love them so much. And yeah. this is more. This is like the shorter version of your beard. You've had a you've yeah. had a beard beard before. Yeah, this is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. But it was still I. It was right along the lines of what you're saying. They just asked the absolute best questions. I just love kids so much. I'm Thank so glad you. you do that for them. Well, and it, I, you know, we there's the research is out there that. Um, live music it, it it's good for everybody um and it's really good for kids um it's good for their neural connections it's good for their emotional regulation and uh for adults and the one thing that i love about amy helm is her music does kind of bring people together it creates a sense of community and that's what ogden is for me it's a it's a community and it, and this space feels like it's just right for that so mm. This is going to be an exciting evening. I hope everybody can can come. And how much are tickets? Oh yeah, so they're twenty dollars if you get them today. Well, so I don't know when this air will air, but if you get them before Friday, they're twenty dollars. If you get them on Friday, they're twenty five. So it's yeah. it behooves you yeah. to act now. And then the other cool thing is the party. If you buy tickets to the concert, you'll get a code to get five dollars off the party. It's ten dollars for the party if you if you come to the concert. So thirty dollars for an evening out yeah. after you ski. Gold, yeah. It's a brilliant at the Monarch, and if this, yeah. and you'll probably get a lot of people that haven't been to this space before. It just sounds like an amazing day. Yeah. So Amy says uh, this is part of the. If you're looking for, if you have questions or you're driving and you can't write anything down, go to Facebook and 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 search the event page. It's under Snow Foam 2020 Amy Helm, um, and in the, in the, the description, Amy Helm is the daughter of legendary. Arkansas native Levon, Levon, Levon Helm, of the band, singer and songwriter Libby, Titus, yep, uh, the stepdaughter of Titus's husband Donald Fagan of Steely Dan, yep, like the whole. It's about this is as big as you can get. Yeah, be- began her career as a member of her father's band, The Barn Burners, and then she co-founded uh, Olabel, mm-hmm. a critically acclaimed folk gospel group that released three albums between. Oh, four and 11. And she also carried on her father's legacy by producing, as you mentioned earlier, Midnight Rambles concerts or well, she produced an album, mm-hmm. the concerts at his Woodstock, New York studios. So. And she's still doing those concerts. Very cool. And, uh, you know, uh, those concerts are the, the biggest they can get is twelve hundred people. They're a really intimate setting. Um, you're right up there with whoever they bring in. And it's really all about it's it's music for music 
lovers and for musicians. Uh, it's a space for that. And um, she lives there in Woodstock. She just got a puppy. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to ask her about her puppy because her puppy was only nine weeks old in August. So it's still not even a year old. And anyway. this, is, this is one of those shows and it seems like your summer festival is like this too, where you find out after the fact who came and who played and who you missed and you don't want to miss this one. No. Yeah. So we're giving the heads up. Yep. Now you know. Now you know. So it's the perfect time. Five o'clock. The sun will be going down. Uh, you'll be done with your ski day or your snowshoe or your hike or whatever or your work day. Yeah. And then you just come down here to this beautiful space. And um, we have some of the artists who've uh, donated some things for our silent auction at the party. And it's going to be fun. Very good. Uh, that's Friday night again here at the Monarch Building. Thanks, Reba, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's go over some on the docket. Uh, the 23rd, so by the time you're listening to this, Thursday, 23rd, <laughs> Ladies Night with Rocksmith Goods at Gear 30. Also, Avalanche Awareness Lecture Series at Roosters B Street at 7 p.m. And then, of course, Friday, as mentioned, uh, Snow Foam 2020. Um, and then we have... That's like 7 to 10 on uh, Snowfall. Beacon Refresher on Saturday at Snow Basin Olympic Stadium. Pow Mau Terrain Park Jam on Saturday as well from 9 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And February 1st is a family snowshoe event brought to you by the Gold Foundation. Uh, go to the Gold Foundation's Facebook page for more information. February 6th is another Avalanche Awareness Lecture Series at Roosters B Street, 7 p.m. I mean, come on. Learn about Avalanche Awareness and you can drink beer. And unfortunately, we had a very sad tragedy locally here where an 18-year-old lost his life. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, he was snowmobiling. And with his dad, he had a beacon and a avalanche pack, deployed the pack. But because the avalanche happened in a terrain trap, there was so much snow over him. And the dad did not have a beacon with him. So another group nearby came over with beacons and located the 18-year-old. They were able to find him, but it was too late. So uh, these avalanche awareness lectures, they're for everyone. For, I mean, there was just a slide on the front side here right above uh, the Bonneville shoreline trail the other day. Please, they're, they're just for everyone's safety. Like, be aware of that these things can happen in the wintertime. Um, and you never think it's going to be you. So, uh, but that's why we have these and we try to have a good time with them, even though it's a very serious subject. And I say we, because I'm on the Ogden Avalanche board, even though I don't do anything, but uh, Corey Davis and Ben Bonner do it all the work. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> you provide something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I'm there. Uh, motivational support. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, she shreds.co the weekend jamboree. That's their three day weekend party fest for the ladies up at powder mountain is fe February 6th through the 9th. And then as we talked about on the last OOA show, the striders winter racing circuit, which you know what that means. Ogden marathons coming up because the 5k is on January or February 8th. I got to change that from a two to from a one to a two. Um, the 8th of February is the 5k at ice at the ice sheet. And then they just like, Start backing up. Um, Banff Mountain Film Festival World Tour. And just saw Jan yesterday. She came into Gear 30 and said, hey, do you guys want to donate? I said, yes, we'll donate to the raffle. So you could probably, if you go, of course, we're going to win this year, Todd, because we'll get a certificate to the store where I manage. 
Ten years. Ten years. How much are we? Haven't won a damn thing. We'll go this year. Win because it's a Gear Thirty gift certificate. That is, yeah. And they will. I'll give it to Todd. Yeah, I'll give it to Todd. But that won't that be funny? There's usually a lot of good good prizes. That's your Valentine's Day weekend, by the way. Is the 14th through the 16th. Now you have plans. Banff Mountain Film Festival. Buy your tickets now, or you will not get them. And then we talked about this last week as well. We uh, they're running up for air. Rufa, um, up for air series. Maylands Peak at 29th Street Trailhead, and then at the front for climbing up for air on Sunday. That's February 21st and 22nd. So lots going on, as always, in Ogden. In the news, in the news, the beautiful road that leads to Powder Mountain will go under construction this summer. There's a article in the Standard Examiner written by uh, Ben. Oh, no, Mark. Mark Schenfeld. The picture's by Ben. Uh, the steep, winding, dangerous Powder Mountain Highway will be improved somewhat this summer as part of a $8 million Utah Department of Transportation project. Work on the stretch of the road from Eden to Powder Mountain is not a reconstruction, says Utah UDOT spokesman, spokesperson Vic Saunders, but a significant rehabilitation of the pavement. They're going to massage it. For an $8 million $8 million massage. massage on it, yeah. Let's see what that does. Uh, they're going to upgrade, I don't know what. And they're doing something else. It's uh, There's like millions of dollars that's going to be spent on the road by Pineview where the rock fall is, too. They're going to try and prevent the rock fall. So that I used to, so our Uncle Joe um, owns a V-dub, and the, it was the kind with the, ragtop that slides back and we used to always go to pine view yeah he when we were kids he would take us to pine view and i would just look up at those rocks like these things are going to drop right on my head like any second i know and this was in the 80s or whatever when he was when we were kids i still have that paranoia a little bit that these rocks are going to drop anytime i drive past that area they do they do they do uh, a man was sentenced to six years in prison for stealing 13,000 pairs of skis from Aspen Skiing Company. That amounts to stealing two pairs of skis a day. Is that what he did, or did he take them all? He, like, all at once? That's how he many he stole. Skim it. Okay, he skimmed them. He skimmed them. So, 52-year-old Derek Johnson was sentenced yesterday to six years in prison. He'll probably get out early on good, uh, good behavior, but... For stealing and selling over 13,000 pairs of skis worth nearly $6 million over 12 years. So he had this business where he worked with a company that they would buy skis and sell them legitimately. And then the one partner said, this isn't working out. We're going to leave. But then he would buy them through the business somehow. and But the business didn't know or something. And then he was selling them on eBay by himself. And so he was stealing them and selling them. And collecting the paycheck and finally got busted like six years later. And he's going to do some jail time. Twelve years later. Twelve years. Took him twelve years. And his wife was his partner in crime, but he took full blame and said, Don't don't mess with her. I feel really bad. Uh I'll do this. I'll do the six years in jail. Thanks. What do you what are you what are uh, you in for, man? Stole some skis. <laughs> stole skis for twelve years. For twelve years. Yeah. For twelve years. Uh the millennials are not skiing. And this could be a problem for the uh, ski resorts. The participation's down about 2.5% every year because the darn millennials aren't skiing. Uh, so things like free Wi-Fi, <laughs> the resorts are trying to get like the millennials to ski. So 
by giving them easy to navigate websites. I that's an insult probably, and offering free Wi-Fi to millennials to try and get them involved. Which is weird because like around here it feels like they all ski, but I don't. Know. I don't know if yeah. that would applies here. Yeah, I always I think know. the best. At least I try to think the best. Right. Yeah. Man survived weeks in an Alaskan. So he's from Salt Lake. Turns yep. out his cabin burnt down yep. because he used in a wood wood. Now, did you know that you don't put cardboard in a wood stove? Wood burning stove. I didn't know this. I, I, he said he knew this, but did it anyway because he was in a hurry. Like and just cardboard or cardboard? Is he like, put a cardboard box in his wood burning stove. He's like, I know you don't do that. And then, what for whatever? I don't know if it like, but it lit the roof on fire and the cabin uh, burnt down because it just blew out. Yeah. While it was still on fire. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah that's probably what happened. And uh, so he woke up in the middle of the night. It's camp- well, he's in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Nowhere. So yeah. he's like 20 days in before they did the, like a check on. They just did. He, he stamped out SOS in the snow. Yeah. They found him. He said, I'm going back home. He lost his dog. Wasn't able to keep his dog alive. Yeah, a horrible part of the story. That was really sad. Yeah. Very sad. Um, but he lives in Salt Lake. This He's 30 years old. He, but he lived. He dug a snow cave. And hung out in the snow cave with the, uh, and he also kept his. It might even be the same wood burning stove. He used the wood burning stove for heat, but his cabin burnt down. Like he can burn cardboard at that point. Yeah, probably. he could burn whatever After he wants fact, at that yeah. point. Oh. I did hear though that uh, <laughs> that. After all of this, yeah. I still did read somewhere that he's he's heading right back. Oh, probably like he's yeah, going right back he to Alaska. He's that kind. No, he's absolutely heading right back. Yeah. Like that's he just he got kind of knocked off that horse. Horse got burned down. Yep. He's just got to get a new horse. And then he's going right back yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ecuador, this is bad on bad. Ecuador is selling a third of its Amazonian, Amazon rainforest, Amazonian, Amazon rainforest to Chinese oil companies. Yeah. This stuff happens, Brandon. Ecuador. It's pretty shitty, huh? Planning to, it's pretty bad. Auction off 3 million of the country's 8.1 million hectares of pristine Amazonian rainforest to Chinese oil companies. Uh, the Guardian reports, and I found this at Business Insider, the report comes as oil pollution forced neighboring Peru to declare an environmental state of emergency in its northern Amazon rainforest. So these poor countries are selling their rainforest. Yeah, to these predatory to people China. that are coming Basically. to save the day yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh so i, I, I thought sting I, bought all the rainforest didn't sting buy all the rainforest i don't know but he could come on sting Sting, step Get back up. on it yeah jeez that's why i followed sting forever this is what this is why i don't like him anymore sting yeah he didn't buy them all apparently yeah, china well, he must yeah. not have didn't I thought outbid he bought china yeah all right so what's older skis or the wheel i'm saying the ski yeah, probably skis, skis or the wheel um skis are older says an npr story but this is up at snow brains what came first the ski or the wheel according to an npr story it was the ski is an interesting place though where this came from we previously reported on the origins of skiing and how skiing is about nine thousand years old from scandinavia this article proposes that skiing is ten thousand years old and from china um the birthplace of skis is under debate, but the ski is believed to be o- even older than the wheel. So Jenkins recently traveled to China, which claims to have invented skis almost 10,000 years ago. There's this place. Uh, it's uh, this, Let's see. The skis are remarkable. Let's see. Where is this place? Uh, the Alt- Altai, A-L-T-A-I Mountains, northwest China, where Kazakhstan, 
Mongolia and Siberia come together. It's the dead center of Central Asia, a.k.a. the middle of freaking nowhere, uh, where the Tuvan people have skied for at least 4,000 years. And they have these ski. There's a picture here. These guys, they still do this where they lasso elk um, from their ski. So what they do is they find elk stuck in deep powder. They ski over to it and they lasso the antlers and the elk can't get out of the deep powder. And that's how they get their food and their provisions for the winter or whatever. It's an ancient ski Chinese ski technique thing going on over here. But I can see yeah. they just looking for these researchers for... 10,000 year old like ski wax or stickers. 10,000 year old stickers. stickers. Yeah. There was uh but there was oh I just closed the the tab but there was a little archaeological archaeological there's a rock and there's a picture of a guy with skis on getting some sick air. Getting some sick air uh, and killing a it was a, probably a little more practical yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I I do MC the powder keg or did every year. They, they're changing ownership, so I don't know if I'll be invited back with the new owners. But ski mountaineering may be an Olympic sport Strength, or the new Olympic focus, sport if you're not familiar. Agility, the key attributes for athletes competing in the ski mountaineering events. An Olympic event for the first time at Lausanne 2020. Athletes race over snow-covered terrain in testing conditions, combining both skiing and mountaineering. It's a race, and the first to cross the finish line wins. Athletes compete in three different events. The shortest is the sprint, a race for individuals. The athletes go up the course on skis and on foot. Then it's probably the best athletes in the world. As fast as possible. The first to get down wins. The individual event is longer. Endurance and stamina are tested here in a race lasting up to 90 minutes. The course is made up of three ascents, and three fast and furious descents. First to get down wins. The relay event features teams of four, two men and two women. This time with two ascents and two descents. Again, this is uh, NBC Sports the here. To finish, taking the, gold. the equipment in ski mountaineering is different. The skis feature detachable skins which allow the athletes to ski uphill without sliding backwards. The skis are also lighter, which make them easier to carry for the sections on foot. Ski boots are also adapted for quick opening, which You're makes it easier. You're down to be a professional ski mountaineer, Todd? Done. Yeah. Done. Give me like two months. Two months. That's all you got. To the pro level. Is, to I the mean, because I'm already. Yeah. Well, and to out. give you an idea um, or some training tips, 100-year-old Klaus Obermeier. Ober? May, may, Obermeier. Got it. Not Obendorfer. Nope. A cousin, your cousin, Obermeyer, uh, has some tips. So if you'd like to be skiing at 100 years old, here's what Klaus says. Stay alive to 100. A, stay alive to 100. Here's the secret sauce. Proper diet. Lots of whiskey. I just made that part I up. I guarantee you it's not proper as in like today's proper. <laughs> Low impact cardio and da, 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 a keto. A keto. A keto. Like karate, like a keto. Like a martial arts thing. Yeah, okay, martial yeah. arts. So low-impact low cardio. Klaus's modalities of choice when it comes to cardio are swimming for an hour in the mornings and hitting cardio equipment in the gym like a bike or an elliptical. He says, you have to keep exercising. Your health should be number one priority, and then your marriage, and then your work. And sometimes the order of importance changes, but your health 
is very important. Nice. Yeah. There you go, man. There you go. It's good advice. That's all the news I had for this week. Something worth listening. We mentioned or keep mentioning each week the Big Gear Show, and S News, who partners with um, the Channel Mastery. They did their latest podcast, which is episode one seventeen. They interview the founders of the Big Gear Show, which will be in Salt Lake. It is uh, they founded the Big Gear Show and the Paddle Sports Retailer Show. Sutton Bacon and Darren Bush. So episode one seventeen, we'll link it. You can cool. listen to that. They interviewed them and get to know more about. Actually, if you don't want to listen to it, if you want to read the article, we will link the whole article that has the podcast. Did you listen to it? I haven't had a chance. I just found this today. Nice. But I'm I'm interested because I want to know. I'm hoping they go into what the expectations of the show are, what they plan, what they plan to do with it. You know that kind of stuff. So um, looking forward to the podcast. That's our worth listening. Are worth watching is a project by the uh, Sky Glow Project. Um, it is, I mean, it's absolutely stunning visuals of the Grand Canyon. You can go to Vimeo called skyglowproject.com. Khabib Elegy, millions of visitors a year come to Arizona's Grand Canyon National Park, one of the seven natural wonders of the world and the most visited national park in the western United States. I thought it was Yellowstone, but maybe not. However, on extreme days, there's cold air trapped, and it shows these like clouds that are trapped in the the scenes. These these slow motion video, the capture of these storms that roll across the Grand Canyon are just spectacular. I give it two stars. It doesn't look anything like the license plate. It doesn't look anything like the license plate. That's not our state, but that was uh, reaching back to last week. And then I didn't mean to watch this. It's twenty eight minutes. 28.58, 28 minutes. That's not a casual video. I That's did not mean to watch this, but I did. I watched the entire freaking thing. Um, this guy, he poaches a U-Haul okay. in like negative 30 degree weather wherever he's at. Okay. He's like a ski bum because it's 1995 a day or whatever. And then sleeps in the U-Haul for 20 bucks a day. For 20 bucks a day. But he's got to outfit it with like moving blankets and he brings like a little heater with him. And it's 28 minutes of him like, well, this guy's nuts. And it, he warms it up to maybe zero in the U-Haul. But I watched the whole thing. I don't know if this is worth watching or not. I just throw it on there because it's called negative 35 degrees stealth camping in a rented U-Haul. It is an option, folks. This is one of those videos I'm going to say... I'm going to watch it vicariously through you watching it for 30 minutes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And then something worth reading, and this is really cool, um, review Voices of Yellowstone's Capstone. So the editors, oh, I don't know how to say their name, Trout, Trout, uh, Perry, and Jesse Logan brilliantly compile over 30 essays written by local authors and professionals in Voices of Yellowstone's Capstone, a narrative atlas of the Absaroka, Absur, is that how you say that? Beartooth Wilderness. Nailed um, it. 45 bucks. Read the riveting history of the Beartooth Wilderness. We'll link to it, people. Absoluki people and the mountain men who first discovered the desolate land, uh, which it looks amazing. It's like a hardcover. It's called Voices of Yellowstone Capstone. I just learned about this today because the author is, do you remember Andy Prims, who I worked with? Yeah, of course. Luxury? It's like his it's like his uncle or something. Nice. Who wrote it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you'd really like this. And he's like, I I said, yeah, we should get him on the show. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So maybe we'll get him on the show, the author of that on the show. Maybe we'll podcast out of a U-Haul. 
when it's 32 degrees below zero. Too much. Too much for me. Gear 30 segment. Use promo code. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, Oh, that's this show. Oh, yes. But I do know that you save. uh, 12%. 12 percent i got that part down yeah uh the weekly deal this week is jackets so if if you go online to gear30.com use ooa at checkout you do save 12 percent on your purchase so hot so hot um field notes by the national park series so this is really cool they're not the field the old school field notes that you can take with you they now come in four three packs there's 12 parks and the the cover is this artist that does representations of all the national parks and they are very cool looking nice where do you get those um this is from if you just go to i'm at fieldnotesbrand.com so you're saying go direct yeah we don't sell them google it kid you can get these different packages arches is in there uh yellowstone's in there there's a lot of them that are available but uh, if you're into field notes that is a fun version to purchase or to look to purchase Okay, that's all I have this week. Um, oh, dude, that's plenty, dude. Yeah, but that's only, dude. We're under four. We're at about forty minutes. So keep, that's a perfect time. There. We're trying to keep it around forty minutes, which is good. Uh, you can uh, listen to the Gear Thirty Daily Gear podcast and learn more about gear, which we record separately. Um, and there's there's like a hundred and something of those already. Jeez. Quote of the week: Do noble things. Do not dream them all day. Charles Kingsley. In other words, get your get off the couch do some things thank you so much to banyan one for powering today's 346th ep- uh 48th 49th episode up. i didn't change my notes of the ogden outdoor adventure show look for us on facebook instagram itunes spotify the Collective.com, and podbean and android all iphones all show notes are linked at the blog at the Collective.com. hit us up on twitter at ogden adventure at banyan podcast sifting through so many hours of music crappy crappy music so that you don't have to um well this week of course we're going to go out with a little amy helm get you excited for friday night this is uh the stones oh, i good throw song. Good choice. yeah stones i throw this is a very good cool song john Muir would say the mountains are calling we must go let's go